0: Thank you for tuning in. Today's guest on the podcast is the lovely Angelica Hazel Tutunji, who is a qualified nutritionist, a Pilates instructor. And um, she's doing incredible things. She also has a tea range, which I think is really cool. And I'm looking forward to hearing all about that today. She's done things like corporate seminars. She offers retreats. There's a whole bunch of different incredible offerings on her website. And yeah, I'm looking forward to diving deeper into each of those. So thank you so much for joining me, Angelica Hazel. It's such a pleasure to have you here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be to be here and I'm just, yeah, honoured that you asked me and, yeah, big fan of your podcast. So thank you. Oh,
0: thank you so much. Let's get started by chatting a little bit about how you got interested in this space in the first place.
1: How I got interested? Um, Okay, well, I guess um, prior to wanting to study nutrition, I was a travel agent yeah. and I actually Guess rewinding straight out of high school I got a full fee scholarship to study hotel management wow. which was incredible it was such a good experience um, and then from that I kind of got into working in hotels which moved on to into travel and I guess I found myself as a travel agent working a million hours because it's not nine to five no way and it was just very very stressful and I just thought oh i I just i can't do this anymore there has to be a different way and all around me you know i had a few family members that um got really sick with cancer Mm -hmm. and so i was kind of um attracted to study naturopathy yep so i enrolled at endeavor college um i think i got two or three years in and i just found it's such a huge degree like naturopathy is a four-year bachelor and I was getting great with the herbs, but I felt it was too much information for me to retain with the nutrition and the herbs. So I um, I switched to nutrition just because I wanted that really good foundation, and I figured anything else that i do um, would be an added bonus. But I just, yeah, I wanted to do nutrition first. Uh, so yeah, I graduated as a nutritionist and haven't really looked back.
0: Yeah, amazing. It's funny. I actually did the same thing, started in atropathy and switched over oh. to nutrition
1: too. <laughs> no way. There you yeah. go. Yeah.
0: And so when you were studying, did you just automatically fall in love with it?
1: Um with nutrition yeah. or
0: yeah, nutrition when yeah. you were degree.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it just made sense. It felt yeah. right. Um, I could just see, you know, so many people that I could help with it. And I thought, um, I just felt like I'd be better at it. By concentrating on one thing, I was able to really like hone in on one area um, as opposed to, you know, trying to stretch myself in two different areas. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm very glad I changed. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, after studying naturopathy, I've got so much respect for naturopaths.
0: Yeah, so was, too.
1: yeah. I'm so glad I um, had that starting point in naturopathy. Yeah. But I'm also glad that I, yeah, switched. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, brilliant. And when you were studying, did you know what you wanted to do after you finished or were you sort of just seeing what came?
1: Um, I always wanted to have a little clinic. That was always the dream. Yeah. I guess pretty early on I would l- I've would. i always thought of kind of tying the nutrition work and my travel work because I'm travel obsessed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, which is hard at the moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but- <laughs> But, um, yeah, I would love to, you know, run retreats, health retreats and things like that and kind of work with some of the amazing hotel brands that I was exposed to during my, um, you know, hotel career. Um, so, yeah, that would be like a yeah, huge dream. So,
0: yeah. yeah. You've already, like, achieved one of your dreams of dreams of having your own clinic and seeing those one-on-one clients. And, yeah, with time, as travel opens up, those retreats will absolutely become more of a possibility.
1: Yeah, here's hoping. I I was actually set to run my first health retreat last year. I had everything booked. I had a full, um, you know, full, uh, you know, it was completely full. And then COVID happened, so (laughs) so unfortunately. um, But it was good. I got to go through the whole process of, you know, how do I create one? What do we do? Um, So... When the world is ready, I'll be ready again. So
0: yeah, and it's starting to look more promising in terms of being able to do them within Australia as well. So you can do a nice one somewhere in South Australia.
1: Oh, definitely. And I think with all the fires and everything, like it would be really nice to kind of support um, Australian businesses as well. So yeah, gotta yeah. look at the positives.
0: Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about once you graduated, how you started to build up your clinic and get those one-on-one clients and do what you're now currently doing.
1: Yes. Yeah, so um, so when I was studying, I worked in a health food store um, and I also um, studied to be a Pilates instructor. So mm-hmm. both of those things really helped me um, with my clinic. Yep. Um, one, because I guess, um, you know, when you're talking to a group of people, like instructing them with Pilates, when you first start, it's it's so nerve-wracking and it's so scary. So for me, I found the actual clinical practice a lot easier because I'm talking to one person, I'm talking about something that I'm confident in, whereas, um, yeah, talking to a group, it was just a little bit scary. So that helped me. Um, and straight out of, clin- um, out of uni, I started a little clinic space at the back of a Pilates studio that I'd worked with. Amazing. So that was um, really really helpful. Yep. Um And what else? Um, I actually fell pregnant in my final year of uni, Amazing. and I had um, I had my daughter five days after my last exam ever. Wow! Cutting it <laughs> close there. I was like, waddling around in Devon by the end, going, "Please, baby, stay in." Yeah, you so did so that- well to do your exams with baby brain as well. Like, <laughs> well done on that. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing because um I guess having my daughter really directed my clinical practice because it gave me my passion yeah so I feel like going through the degree I was like oh, I love this I love that I want to do this I want to do that but after becoming a mom I just that was the area that I wanted to focus on they were the kind of clients that I wanted to help yeah. um so, yeah, that, that helped me massively um, as well as what else? Um, I ran into an old lecturer when I was doing a market for my tea oh, and, yeah. and she offered me a position at her clinic. Amazing. And, yeah, so that was just, a you know, being in the right place at the right time. I was liking my first um, clinic out of uni, but it wasn't my ideal client. It was kind of over forties, a little bit older, um, like great clients. But I wanted to do more fertility, pregnancy. Yeah. So, so yeah, I moved clinics, and that's kind of where I am now.
0: So, okay. Cool. Yeah. So, how yeah. many days a week would you say you're seeing clients currently?
1: Um, well, I'm still on maternity leave. I'll be back oh, in okay. March. um yep. but I consult. I was consulting two days a week. Amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was a good balance, um, because I guess yeah, I've got that, I've got the tea, um, but yeah, two days was more than enough for me.
0: Yeah, definitely, especially with now two children, um, yeah, yeah, two days will be plenty. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely, and I didn't realize. I guess you know when you're in uni, you think oh, I just want to, I just want to consult, and then you do for a little bit. You don't realize um how much it zaps your energy. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you're giving so much to each client and it's not just, you know, however long they're sitting in front of you. It's all the before and after. Yep. It's um, it's full on.
0: Sorry. Yeah, definitely. You need like time for admin side of things as well as the one-on-one consults.
1: Definitely. And I feel like, yeah. I think the reason I do a range of things is because it helps me be creative and it helps me keep my passion. Yep. Um, And I think it makes me a better um, practitioner the fact that I'm not just seeing client after client and that's all I'm doing. Um, So, so yeah.
0: Yeah, brilliant. And so how do you find it now um, that this lecturer offered you this job as opposed to having your own clinic earlier? Like what's the difference between the two?
1: I love it so much. Um, cause we have a really good setup. She, um, I do all of her social media stuff Yeah, because she's not, not about that. Yeah. And, um, she's there for me if I ever need any mentoring, if I ever have any clinic questions, she does that. Um, yeah. and the clinic space that we work at is just beautiful. It's, um, it's called soul movement studio and it's kind of in the Northeast of Adelaide mm-hmm. and it's, Oh, it's ha- I'm trying to find out how I describe it. It's kind of a fitness studio, but it's so much more than that. It's like a full wellness space. They've got a retail area. They've got um, practitioners at the front, so it's just like being part of a beautiful community. So then we share a room, and we just, you know, when she's working, I don't work, etc. Um, yeah. And you know, she keeps the dispensary fully stocked, so I don't need to worry about that. Fantastic. Um, I just need to focus on the marketing and my side of it, which is. Awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. And it's good that you have like the both sides. It's nice that you've tied in that uh, social media and the marketing, and also your passion for helping those clients one on one. So, you, like you said before, you have really diversified what you're doing, and you're getting experience in multiple areas, which is great.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I guess I feel very um, honored to be able to work with her. She yeah. was um, she supervised me through my clinic, um, my my both clinic subjects at Endeavour. And she's got twenty five years experience, uh, again in women's health. But she more like her area that she loves is um, perimenopause and menopause. Whereas I'm more the earlier side of things. I want to get women pregnant. I want to help them have you know healthy pregnancies. So I guess we complement each other with that. So yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And have you found you've learned so much from her through that process? You already mentioned that she offers to mentor you when needed. Um, has that really been an invaluable thing to have?
1: Hundred percent. Definitely. Yeah. Because I think when I initially started, I still, you still want someone to throw ideas off of, or even, you know, just say, hey, this is what I'm thinking of doing. What do you think? And yeah. um, I think uh, the further I've gone along, I don't need to do that as much. Yep. But if I do have a really complex case, it's just nice knowing that she's there if I do want, you know, um, you know, second opinion. So, yeah. 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 Brilliant.
0: And when it comes to your niche, so you've niched into women's health. Um, Did you find a big shift in your business and your clients when you did niche down and specialize?
1: Yes, I think that was the start of everything. So I um, did, of course, in Melbourne. Um before I got pregnant for the second time yep. and it was in natural fertility education amazing. and it was the best thing that I did
0: yeah
1: well wow. um it was yeah it was amazing so I what I do is I do nutrition but then I also teach women how to understand the times in their cycles when they're fertile and when they're not yep. so having that extra training has just been oh, a- amazing yeah it's, so- it's really helped my business
0: Fantastic. And if there's anyone from Melbourne listening, what course was that if they're interested in also? Um,
1: I think her website is Wise Woman Business and it's Dr. Kerry Hampton. Cool. And yeah, 100% recommend her. She is incredible.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Such an important area as well. Like it's so good. The more you can learn about that and help women understand their bodies, understand their cycles. So
1: definitely, yeah. like not just the fertility you know i think just it's something that I, I would love it if every woman knew that and had that understanding because it's good for identifying you know if like major health issues come up and just just knowing yourself having that confidence is yeah very important
0: yeah definitely it's something that should be taught in school i think <laughs>
1: 100% 100% yeah When it does come to cycles,
0: actually, a question that I've never actually asked anyone on the podcast, but because you specialize in women's health, it might be something that you know about. But do you find you organize your work schedule around the different
1: phases? Well, I going forward, I would like to, but I feel like I've been pregnant and breastfeeding for like a million years. (laughs) I haven't had much of a cycle. Yeah,
0: true. (laughs) It's a good point.
1: So, yeah, I guess. Thinking oh, right. back to it, yes, I did. Um, but that was a while ago. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> good point. Um, and with yeah, your clients, yeah. do you sort of teach them that about how there are different stages in their cycle when it's better to be doing different things and times where they should be resting and all of that? Do you want to do like a quick little summary for anyone listening here who might not know about that? That could be really interesting. I
1: do. Um, I'm actually got a workshop coming up called Honoring oh. Your Cycle, oh, and incredible. I'm doing it. With yeah, I'm doing it with this um, lovely lady that I'm very lucky to be friends with. Uh, she's got a business called Nissa, yep. and she offers, um, it's like a monthly subscription for your period. Yeah. So we're going to be collaborating and we're going to be talking about um, optimizing your nutrition and your training with your cycle. Yep. So yeah, that's something I'm very excited about. Um, that's so yeah, cool. And researching it, it's been amazing. It's been yeah. really, really good. So yeah. yeah.
0: And that opportunity there, how did that come about? Did you approach her or did she approach you or was it a bit of like a collaborative idea?
1: Collaborative idea, definitely. Um, We were just sitting and we were like, okay, how can we support each other's businesses? And we just thought, yeah, we'll do this. And then it just kind of came naturally to do it at um, Soul Movement where I work. Yeah. Because there's so many beautiful members there and it's just a really good space, so yeah should we're very much looking forward to that and I'm hoping this year that's more the kind of work that I'll do workshops and yeah helping more more than just one-on-one um, yeah people so yeah
0: yeah that sounds fantastic and I love that example as well because it really shows the power of connection and collaborating with other people as opposed to seeing them as competition like I really want to reframe that and help people support each other in their businesses. And yeah, by you teaming up with her, it's a perfect example of that and something that's gonna benefit both of you so much.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, I think like I made one of my best friends um, from Endeavor and she's a nutritionist and I love that there's no competition between us yeah if you know, if something happens to her that that's amazing. It doesn't take away from what's happening for for me. Yeah. I think there's space for everybody. It's just find what makes you happy and go for it and don't worry about what other people are doing yeah. unless it motivates you, you know.
0: yeah, some very wise words there. I love it.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you can get very caught up thinking about, oh, what's this person doing and like making it stress you out and it's just not worth it.
0: No, nah, we're better off spending our time focusing on our own thing and building up what we want to create, rather than yeah, comparing ourselves to others.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Brilliant.
0: Well, that all sounds amazing. And now I would love to hear about your tea line. Yes.
1: Yeah, so I have. Oh, I love my tea line. Um, sorry. Um, it's called Saha Botanica and it's something that I'm very proud of. So saha means health in Arabic. Amazing. Um, botanicas like can be a herbal store or just you know relates back to herbs yeah and I actually created this because one of my um cousins was opening up a cafe yeah and they were saying oh we need a tea line and you know in the back of my mind I've always been like oh I'd really like to do that one day so I just thought yep this is the time I'm gonna do it Yeah. and I just bought so many herbs I did so much research I you know did oh, I can't even tell you how many months I was just practising blends and I got all of my friends and family to just sample a million and one cups of tea yeah. <laughs> and they got very, very very sick of me. But, yeah, the end result was I um, have 15 um, tea blends that I offer and I sell to different um, cafes, retailers, um, yeah, and it's all organic and all wild-crafted and, and hand-blended. So. That's incredible. So kind of, thank you. I've used all the knowledge that I um, got from my naturopathy degree to, yeah, create something that I really love. And, yeah, since I had my daughter, I expanded on it and did more women's health ones. Yep. So I did a breastfeeding, a pregnancy, a uh, third trimester one. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, wow. What a cool thing to have and to do and so fantastic that you're being stocked in different shops and cafes too.
1: Yeah, it was. Well, oh, I guess I do a happy dance whenever I get a new stockist. It's just so like humbling, and oh, it's yeah. I'm I feel very um grateful of all of my stockists, and yeah, for taking a chance on me. So yeah,
0: yeah. And so, how do you go about getting new stockists?
1: Um, I guess to be very honest, I've been so busy being pregnant and having kids that it's kind of just been word of mouth, I mean. pretty much. The majority of my stalkers have just um, come to me, messaged me. Um, they've, yeah, all word of mouth. There have been a couple that I've um, actively uh, sought out, and yeah, they've been, you know, happy enough to take me on. But, yeah. but yeah, I guess it kind of started off with one cafe, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Word of mouth is a very powerful tool. That's fantastic to hear
1: yeah 100% I think um and I I think I'm lucky I don't know if it's like this in every other state but I think in South Australia South Australian businesses love supporting other South Australian businesses um yeah that's a huge I guess selling point yeah so yeah yeah I've been lucky in that sense That's fantastic.
0: And so you mentioned there was a lot of testing involved, which would have been so much fun. And what happened after you found those blends um, in terms of you had to source packaging, obviously you had to do all your design and your marketing and tell us a little bit about that process because obviously these things aren't just born overnight and you would have put so much love into it. So I'd love to hear more about that journey to um, getting them to what they are today
1: it was intense it was so much work and so intense Mm. and I do love the final product but even now I look at it and I'm like oh I wonder if I should do this or I wonder if I should do that Mm. um so I guess I started off with I got the logo I got um a good friend of mine to design um yeah just a logo Mm. and then I did I don't know maybe four or five rough drafts of how I wanted the label so I looked at from a retail um point of view and thought okay what do I want this to look like in shops yeah and um my husband actually helped me none neither him nor I are designers by any chance we've just had friends that have kind of helped us on the way yep and um, but I knew that I wanted the angelica flower in it mm-hmm. so we've got an element of that on on the logo um and, yeah, we just kind of went from there. We'd get a design and then we'd tweak it, um, you know, lots of printing it out, trying it on jars, seeing what we liked um, and then kind of going from there. So it, it was a huge process. Yeah. And you, I guess because they were my um, family, they just took the tea in, um, in bags oh, and then when I, had, when I had a retail line, then I gave it to them and, you know, they were all happy with it but it was kind of a really nice way of stepping in.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's a nice like transition into that so that you can give it to them to start using in the cafe and trying as you continue to build that out and create it into what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And I was just really lucky. I got really good feedback and that helped build my confidence because I guess when I first brought it out, I was just so nervous. You're like, what if people don't like it? But um, that hasn't been the case. I've been yeah I've had really good feedback which just makes me so happy um and it's yeah I've put a lot of love and a lot of time into it so yeah it's great when you hear that people like it
0: yeah amazing and are you doing all the packaging yourself like are you making up the batches
1: um I'm a woman show at the moment.
0: Yeah. So how do you I'm balance everything? Like between the two days in clinic, having two beautiful daughters <laughs> and yeah, packaging teas and getting those out and building stockists and marketing and all of the things.
1: Oh, balance. Hey. <laughs> um, you know what? It takes a village. I'm very lucky that I've got such a beautiful family um, and that's my close family that's my extended family and friends I've got a lot of support and I think if I didn't have that I wouldn't be able to do half of what I do yeah um you know my husband my mom yeah they're great so that's definitely helped me yeah and um you know I I started out just doing everything at home Mm -hmm. and I you know, I'll have babies running around while I'm blending tea. So it is a bit of a madhouse, but it all gets done. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I think just, you know, time management. I've, I've got to, you know, write down this is what I'm doing this week yeah. um, and just prioritise who needs what when and kind of go from there.
0: Yeah, amazing. And so if you had to describe what a typical week looked like for you, I'm sure it's very different, especially now that you're on maternity leave. But what would you say it is between the two days in the um, clinic and then the rest balancing everything else?
1: Um, Okay, well, I would say, yeah, there really is no typical day. If I'm in clinic, um, then I've got my little ones would be at their daycare. So that's a super early morning drop-off. Getting to clinic a little bit early, I like to read through um, all of my client cases before I... just because I like everything to be fresh in my mind and I like to really give that person that time before they're sitting in front of me yeah so I'll do that and I kind of I pack my days so if I've got a clinic day I don't want to be like if I can avoid it I don't want to be going in for one or two clients if I can fit everybody in on one or two days that's my ideal yeah and then kind of the day after or depending what time I finish then I will work on treatment plans um and that will normally take quite a few hours and mm-hmm. um, so i yeah definitely not out time for that after after that and i try and do my tea stuff at the start of the week yeah so, yeah oh sounds and
0: like I, a good time to go yeah
1: yeah we're getting there so i mean ideally i have my um tea room all fully stocked all the time Yep. But over Christmas and things, I've just got really slammed with tea orders, so we're slowly getting all the stock back up again, so, yeah. It's, this is a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, I can't complain. I definitely can't complain, so. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. I'm so glad to hear that is going well and that it did boom over Christmas.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been very busy, very, very busy. <laughs> and I guess I feel it a lot more being a one-woman show. Like I, I'm physically sticking all the labels on the jars and, yeah, it, it's full-on, but I'm grateful that it's full-on. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Do you think it will come to the point where you do get someone to help you with that?
1: Yeah, I think um, if I want to grow it um, to a certain extent, then, yeah, I think I'll definitely need help. Yeah. I was recently accepted by a major um supermarket chain Um, thank you so that was pretty like oh my gosh um, so if i want that i've got to approach each of the different um supermarkets yeah to do something like that i think i'll definitely need help
0: yeah wow that's such a fantastic expansion brilliant next step
1: yeah exciting and scary and all of the things All the feels all the time. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of things being
0: scary, do you find that there's like um sort of limiting beliefs and like mindset shifts that you have to go through um in order to like crack through those barriers and be like, no, I know I can do this and sort of backing yourself?
1: Yes, yeah, definitely. I don't think everyone feels like positive and raring to go all of the time. And I've definitely, you know, throughout the years, I've um had my fair share of self-doubts and yeah limiting beliefs but I don't know I think since becoming a mum that's really helped me yeah because they're like it's not just for me it's for them yeah so I feel like I've you know the things that I'm doing I want to do that so I can show them no you you can do whatever you want if you put your like mind to it so yeah yeah I think that helped me
0: yeah, it really shows that importance of having that why, doesn't it? Like having the why to get you through those tougher times where you are doubting yourself or any of that, because we all go through it exactly, like you said. We can't be positive positive one hundred percent of the time. Well, if anyone can, that's awesome. Like, please teach us yeah. your oh, ways.
1: Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think you know, finding a tribe like it, yeah. it's been said a lot, but it's so important. yeah it's so good to have you know your group of friends and I find especially in the health and wellness industry those people you can go to and be like oh I just feel crap at the moment and that way you know that they build you up and you build them up and yeah
0: yeah Yeah, your cheerleaders your support network to help get you through it all absolutely
1: definitely
0: yeah Yeah, I love it. I love talking about this sort of stuff because I feel like you can see like all the shiny highlight reels on like Instagram and stuff like that. And you see all the things everyone's doing right. But it's so important to acknowledge that we're all making huge steps from like a mindset shift and that inner work kind of perspective to get to where we are and to do these things. So I think it's really important to acknowledge. And yeah, you're certainly a great example of someone who is doing amazing things.
1: Thank you. I I appreciate that. I think as well, I think what helps me, you know, quiet that main voice in my head is helping, you know, when you help someone and you can see, you, you know, like the, um, I guess, the positive impact that you've had, it just makes you want to move forward and not worry yeah. about anything else. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that as well definitely helps.
0: So true. Yeah. Rather than focusing on ourselves, we're focusing on the other people and the impact that we can have on them, which, yeah. Yeah. So
1: definitely.
0: beneficial. Definitely yeah brilliant yeah.
1: yeah yeah I think even like you know when you first start out of uni and you're a new grad and you know you're worried about consulting I always say don't focus on it being all about you focus on listening to them um and just helping them yeah yeah get, get out of your own head um and it will help you yeah a hundred percent just do your best to help
0: them and I think we often also underestimate how much we know because we're just so immersed in it we're just we talk yeah. about this all the time it just feels like second nature to us so we're like oh other people know this too but actually yeah. no like this is all new to them and it's yeah, yeah. even a fraction of our knowledge can help empower people so so much
1: so true and I think that's why it's really hard when you you know I've done a few um workshops and seminars lately it's really hard to work out um what's assumed knowledge and what isn't because none of it is yeah. I'll go and you know, you know, z Y, Z, they're like, no, please tell me about this. I'm like, all right, let's bring it back to basics. Yeah. So yeah, you forget that there's so many confusing, um, so much confusing information out there. Yes. People don't necessarily know. So
0: yeah, that is so true. Um, and so tell us a little bit more about your workshops. So um, is that a part of your business you enjoy? You obviously said you want to expand on that this year. Um, how's your experience been to date with them?
1: I love it. So um, the first one I did, um, I did it with a local council and that was great. I did um, a gut health workshop for like a a walking group and that was really fun. Um, And then I did another workshop for like a mums and bubs group about um, paediatric nutrition. So that was great, a really good learning experience. Um, And I've just got, yeah, a few coming up. I'm working with um, another working with a lady about doing one for another mum's group. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just from time to time certain people will ask me to talk about certain topics and, yeah, I, I love it. It's, it's such a varied thing to do and it's so nice to connect with a room full of people. So Yeah,
0: absolutely. Do you find it's also good for building your client base? Like do you get clients from them? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Amazing. So would you say it's a good marketing tool alongside being just something really valuable to offer to people?
1: Um, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think the more you get your name out there, the, the better it is. Yeah. Um, the more people connect with you, who you are, yeah. um, yeah, the the better marketing it is. So yeah. it differentiates you from, you know, X, Y, and Z, like other nutritionists. Yeah. Because you know, there they can be so many other nutritionists or people in the health field doing, you know, whatever it is they're doing, but um, the thing that's different is you and what you bring to it. So I think when people see you live and they see you as a person, it, yeah, it always helps.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's like adding that other layer to that relationship and seeing, yeah, building that relationship in person and saying, oh, this is who it is and building mm. that trust, the whole no like trust factor that is so important. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah definitely because um, yeah you're not going to be the nutritionist or the practitioner for any but every single person yeah. um, but it's you know I think when people hear you speak they'll work out really quickly whether that they think they'll connect with you or not. so yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, brilliant. that all sounds really good. And so yeah, it's been good. Yeah awesome. And um, so what would you say your vision for your business is?
1: Oh, like big, big vision, I guess. Yeah, let's talk big um, vision. I love big visions. <laughs> I guess I would love to have my own space where I kind of incorporate all of the things. So yeah. I, if I've got like a lovely um woman's health centre where yeah. I can do my nutrition, um, there might be like a Pilates uh, room as well. Yeah, That kind of thing would be really great, working with another few practitioners because I think whenever you work with other people you just vibe off them and that's a lovely lovely thing to be a part of yeah so that would be good oh and the tea bring the teas in that would be yeah. great yeah. so i've always thought it would be really nice to just have a space where i'm at that people can come and talk to me about it and do tastings and yeah things like that yeah i'd love to do health retreats yeah that amazing right
0: yeah that sounds like such a nice center <laughs>
1: Oh, I hope it happens one day. It'll yeah, it will. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and speaking of teas and tastings, do you offer the, your teas in your consults currently?
1: Um, Before COVID times, yeah. Normally oh. I would have like a little, you, you remember how Endeavour Clinic used to have like, this is brewing. Yeah, I'd do yeah. that. So it'd be really nice, especially if I've got a long clinic day. I'll just, you know, fill up the pot, whatever I feel like. And yeah, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd do that. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice. It's a good way for people to try it.
1: Yeah. And it's just like a nice, cozy feel. Like I always find when I go somewhere and they offer tea, I'm like, yeah, this is what I want. You just kind of settle on in a little bit better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's Maybe bit-
1: that's me. I'm a tea nerd, but.
0: <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I feel like everyone appreciates it. It's yeah, it's that nice extra touch. You're going like that extra step
1: yeah definitely it's all about the little touches so yeah yeah
0: brilliant and what would you say some of the skills needed to do the things that you're doing are
1: uh time management yeah yeah (laughs) i think being a travel agent definitely prepped me for having good time management and being able to you know do a million things at once Mm -hmm. um time management confidence yeah i think you've got to back yourself Yes. Otherwise, you know, you will just fall into a ball. And, yeah, um, they're probably the main ones that I can think of.
0: Yeah, they're important ones, definitely. Just,
1: Unless, um, you know, be prepared to be knocked back and just keep going.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that resilience is so important too.
1: Um,
0: yeah. Speaking of time management, I would love to hear some of your tips and some of the ways that you are so on top of it and you do manage your time.
1: Well, um I think I plan out my meals for the week. I think that really helps. Yeah. Um I love doing meal meal planning, I do it for clients and I definitely do it for myself. Um yeah. just so I know okay, this is this is, you know, what we're going to have for the week. Um I do lots of slow cooking. Yeah. I love things like you know overnight oats um what's it called chia puddings you know things that you can just grab it and not necessarily grab it and go but I like to sit down and eat but just you've got it there you're not having to do that extra prep um yeah yeah, use the diary definitely helps yeah Um, yeah I guess they would probably be my main one schedule out the time in your week when you need to do you know that you need to do the things yeah so I'm starting my master's uh, next month and that's going to be even more time management so I'm definitely going to be using that diary a lot yeah what are you doing your master's in uh women's health oh fantastic so yeah, that will be full on, but I'm so excited. I'm going to do it really slow and just um yeah, very much looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, it's right up your alley. And it will be so beneficial doing that as you continue to consult and see those one-on-one clients because you'll really be putting it into practice.
1: Yeah, that's um that's definitely what I'm um like my whole reason for it. I, you know, I've got my initial undergrad so I'm not in any I don't have any interest in just doing it quickly I just want to do it slowly absorb it and just enjoy the process
0: yeah yeah that's fantastic
1: yeah
0: brilliant um and what would you attribute your current success to
1: um doing the scary things do you know what I mean just saying yes and then working out how to do it afterwards.
0: Yes, I love that.
1: It's (laughs) such
0: a good way to go. So many things come from it.
1: hundred percent. I'm all about doing things out of my comfort zone. I might, um, yeah, have like a little, oh my gosh, why am I doing this for a little bit? But then afterwards you just feel on top of the world. So I think, yeah, definitely say yes to the things and then work out how to do it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's so valuable. Do you have any examples of something you have done that terrified you and that just turned out to be incredible?
1: Um, well, I guess the tea. That scared yeah. the shit out of me. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like it was something so personal. All of my blends and, you know, if someone doesn't like it, oh, they don't like something that I've created, but that just really helped me, um, just putting something out there and just seeing how it was going. Yeah. Same with the workshops. My first workshop was at the council And I walked in and I was all ready and then the lady that I was organising it with basically said, oh, you just need to hold off for a minute. We're just waiting for the mayor." And I was like, "Uh, what? (laughs) Wow. So so that was um, full on. But then afterwards I was like, okay, I've done this. It was was great Um, and, you know, you know that you can do it. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's so cool and such good examples.
1: Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, it sort of brings a new meaning to that. Um, it's not everyone's cup of tea, doesn't it? That like, yeah. Um, yeah, you have to not take it personally if someone doesn't like something, whether it is a tea or whether it is something you're offering. Yeah, it's not about you.
1: Definitely, and yeah. I think that's a good thing that I've learned in business. It's it's not about you yeah. always. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely helped me.
0: Yeah, brilliant. And if you could recommend one book for every listener to read, and what would it be, and why?
1: Ooh, one, I, I love reading. That's really hard. Um Okay, nice. so <laughs> I guess from a health perspective, Lara Bryden's The Period Repair Manual is amazing. Yeah. I think whether you're a health practitioner or not, I think every woman should read it. Yep. She I've seen her speak live and I was one of those like, what are they called? Fangirls. I was like, please sign my book. <laughs> I, I just, love that. I think what she says is so um invaluable and she's yeah, she's amazing. So yeah. that would be health-related and non-health-related. I read a book when I was a teenager called Desert Dawn. Um, I don't, have you heard of it at all? I don't think I have, no. It's by Worris Deary. So she's got two, Desert Dawn and Desert Flower, and she is a Somali woman that ran away from an arranged marriage. Wow. Um and she she got circumcised when she was like very very young. Wow. So now she speaks out against um, uh, FGM, female genital mutilation. Yeah. Um. She sorry. She was discovered by a very like famous photographer. She became a model, mm-hmm. and she also became a UN ambassador. So I loved that book so much. Yeah. Firstly, I guess because it um, exposed me to what um female circumcision is yeah. and all of the issues surrounding that and secondly i just think she's so inspiring and remarkable so
0: yeah inspiring definitely sounds like the right word it sounds like yeah it would be so incredible to read about her journey and what she's doing
1: yeah i think she's amazing and i love reading kind of autobiography books because it gets me out of my own head and it helps me you, you know um, just be grateful for my life and have a better understanding of what other people are going through.
0: Yeah, so, so true. I guess,
1: I guess similar to why you travel, I find it gets me out of my environment and it helps. Yeah, helps me helps me grow as a person. So yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Now autobiographies are great, and you are. It's similar to what we're doing here on this podcast as well. You're learning from other people's experiences, and that is yeah. helping you yeah. in that way as well.
1: Definitely, I think so important. I mean, for, for anyone health related or not, yeah. Um, just always keep learning, keep being curious, and yeah, trying to be the best version of you.
0: Yeah. What are some of your favorite ways to keep learning? It sounds like books are one of those.
1: Books, definitely. um Podcasts, I love that. Um, studying, I guess that's why I'm doing my master's because I want to. I just always want to keep learning. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I do lots of webinars, seminars. Yeah, whatever. Whatever I can do to learn, I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, love it. I'm the same. Like, give me everything. (laughs) it's so fun. (laughs) So fun.
1: Love it.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Well, this has been so inspirational. Are there any sort of parting words of advice that you do have for the listeners today?
1: Oh, um, I guess I would just say be kind to everybody because you never know what opportunities can arise i mean don't be kind just for that reason but it can definitely um it can definitely help you if you make a good impression with someone who knows like a lecturer you could they could offer you a job um later on down the track very true what else um just believe in yourself. If you feel really passionate about something, even though there might be a million other people doing similar, they're not you. Yes.
0: So, um,
1: so, you know, just go out and, and do it and and enjoy the process. So mm-hmm. I think it's easy for us to be like, I'll be happy when, or I'll feel successful or I'll feel really happy about myself then. But I really try and um, enjoy the, the process and be yeah. grateful for what you have while you're striving to be where you want to be.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love all of those. There were some big nuggets of wisdom there. Everyone go back, rewind, re-listen to them. That's important. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Especially, yeah, like having fun along the way. Because if we're not having fun along the way, then what's the point of it all?
1: Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's what I'm. I try and I struggle with, but I try and bring it back and just yeah. enjoy what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Brilliant. And where can people follow along with your journey and continue to watch you grow and do all these amazing things?
1: Oh, um, I have a website, so it's uh, www.angelicahazel.com.au, yeah. um, and I've got Instagram, um, nutrition or Saha_Botanica. Yeah, all of those places.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. And we'll link to those places in all the socials and show notes so everyone can find you nice and easily. But thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been so nice. (laughs) It's been such a fun combo. And yeah, it's so inspiring listening to all the things you're doing and the many ways that you are helping people. So thank you for being here and for sharing your story. It is so appreciated.
1: Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Bye.
0: I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I feel like I gained so much valuable insight and advice from it and I hope you agree. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave me a review and tell me what you think. I would love to hear your feedback. Do you know anyone else that this episode can benefit? I would be so grateful if you share it with them. That way, they too can benefit from all of the insight that we covered today. Your support means so much to me and together we can help even more people build a career and a life that they love. Thank you for being here. Until next time, keep making your dreams a reality.